Hey, Lance. Yes, Todd. What do you think of smartwatches? I wouldn't have a smartwatch stuck up my ass if I had room for a grandfather clock. You're listening to The Tactical Big Top with ringleader Lance Abernathy, a former LEO and founder and chief designer at Sniper Bladeworks. Join Lance, Jag, and the Sideshow as we take a look at life from a tactical perspective. Check out the knives and gear at sniperbladeworks.com and on IG, YouTube, and the Facebook. I'm Lance, he's Todd, welcome to the circus. Today we're gonna talk a little bit about knives, watches, and we'll give you a blade story from years past. What are you working on? Working on our competition chopper. Trying to get an arc in here that makes me happy. I uh, want it to flow nicely. And it occurred to me as I had my wooden sword that I like to beat the children with, it's their favorite that the curvature on that's just about right. That's a boken, so it looks like a practice samurai sword, a wood one. Right. So after making the kids go to bed by threatening them with a sword, which is the bedtime ritual that they love, I uh, broke this out, and I'm trying to get some sexy curves going here. The feng shui of that blade is it's exact. Kind of it's exactly feng shui. I like. I mean, I don't dislike the straight version of it, and we might get the straight version if I can't figure this out. But I thought this would be a good uh, guide to go by. You want to explain to the people listening why you want a little bit of curvature in the blade? I think it looks sexy. Yeah, but there's actually some functionality behind it as well. Get a longer cutting surface. Longer cutting surface, exactly. There's one because it's just a longer point A to point B. It's a little longer. We're taking the uh, long way home, as the Super Tramp people put it once upon a time. Um, and there's probably some other science going on in there. But yes, and it also just makes it look nice. It just gives it a little more, a little more flow. So that's what we're working on right now. All right, as some of you may have seen, last week I uh, profiled uh, the Kukri out of some mild steel. Hopefully here in the next couple of days, possibly even tomorrow, I'm going to practice grinding on that so I can get the grind down on the Kukri before I actually grind on the steel that matters. Um, super excited about that. I think it came out great. Uh, got a lot of good feedback on it. What kind of feedback did you get? Good, good feedback. Just good feedback. Great feedback. Just generic good feedback. I believe I believe someone even said that it looked sexy, and we like when people yeah, describe our knives as sexy, right? As opposed to fugly, like that guy in the early in the early years, right? That one was a little harsh. That hurt my heart a bit. Yeah, yeah. Where's he at now? We're an award winning knife company. Where the fuck's he at? Yeah, that's why no one will remember your name. <laughs> All right, Lance, we've been in this game a couple days now. We've put a few models out there here and there. Um, we've had some production runs. Nothing like we're doing now, but a couple production runs in the past with Boker. Um, one of the most asked about knives that um, I get 
questioned about all the time is our chopper. When are we going to put the chopper back out? When are we going to do another chopper? Um, I generally tell people just to hang on. It'll be back around, pendulum swinging back. Just hold I'd, your horses. I'd like to do another chopper. What I, I think what I'd like to do is take what we learned from that and see if we could improve upon it a bit. Right. Um, you know, more, more girth or less girth in the blade. I'd probably make the handles a little a little wider, a little fatter. I think that's a comment that um, people have mentioned. Maybe work on the edge geometry a little bit. Right. I remember the edge geometry being an issue, not an issue, but something yeah. But that, that was like the only the upon. only ding that we ever got. You know, I think a handful of those might have gotten sharpened a bit different. And um, you know, because I think overall it's it's a good knife. And it's the shape and size of it are good, but there might be some things you could do to fine tune it and have a version two uh, down the road that um, that really just kind of takes that up uh, to the next level. You know, as we develop um, as knife makers and designers, and as we get deeper into the production side of things, what could we do to improve upon that? Yeah, so I think a version two of the chopper would be cool. Um, and I would like to, I've been researching handle material a bit more. And I know like on competition choppers, um, they run that horse stall mat sometimes or similar products. I'd like to look at that. And then I saw where somebody has a, it's a mixture of Micarta or G10 um, but the layers in there, instead of being canvas or linen or whatever, are rubberized. And it looks it looked pretty nice, and I think that would be interesting and comfortable. So I'm gonna I'm gonna look at that. And I think that would be a nice upgrade if we did a version two chopper. I imagine that would take up some of the vibration when you're actually using it in the woods or if you're using it for a competition chopper or whatever. Um, it wouldn't be so rough on your hands as well. Yeah, I just I think people like that, and it's um, that one thing I've heard some people talk about when they've made chopping type knives is they're like I need a rubberized handle or something that it's not the geometry of the knife, it's just the handle material is a little is a little rough when you're really putting that kind of uh, effort into chopping. So we'll see what happens. Well, we already own the handle game. Up in the handle material would just solidify our spot at number one. <laughs> All right, this is a quick intro. We're talking about our boy, Horton. So tell me, have you, uh, and I'm not on there as much as you are these days, have we seen Horton on anything? I've not seen anything from Jeremy for a while. He didn't, uh, I know he didn't. I mean, he did some social media, but he had kind of a funny ad. I remember one time I called him, and I was like, dude, your website is down. He's like, yeah, I know. He's like, too many people got a hold of me there. It's dumb. I don't, you know, I don't know if he took a lot of orders through it or not. But he's just like, nah, I, I don't care. I'm like, okay. Just heads up. Um, but yeah, dude, he cracks me up. So tell me the Jordan thing again. He loved Michael Jordan. He would make those little fucking cocks, those little chicken things, and he'd stamp numbers on the back of them. Most of the time they coincided with Michael Jordan. I still have one of his pendants that has uh, the number 45 stamped into the back of it. Jordan, 23. He was 23, and then he retired, 
came back, okay. played with the, played Wizards, with the Wizards, and he was with number 45. Which used to be the Washington Bullets. Whatever. They couldn't be the Bullets anymore because we have to be correct. They didn't like that. Absolutely. They felt it was too much. Uh, Tim's uncle was the general manager of the Bullets, by the way. Bob Ferry. And huh. Danny Ferry that played for Cleveland and was the GM in a couple different places. That's his cousin. Very athletic family. So, um, the fuck? I guess I should put reading that. What, what, tell me what the cock thing was. They were like little... Is it like the thing SOE does? The, no, 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 the no. Metal one? No, not even close. It was an actual little chicken thing. I'm, I'm not sure if it was a bottle opener or just oh, a little trinket. I got that. Um... But I used to have a titanium one, and it somehow fucking flew the coop. I don't know where it's at. Things walk off. Right. But yeah, is he, does he go to shows anymore? Do we know? I mean, I'd, we haven't necessarily been there either. So last year... I didn't see him last year. I mean, I look, we didn't spend as much time out as we used to, but... But we also didn't see a lot of people that we usually see at the shows last year. Like, Michael wasn't there, Jody wasn't there. I mean, there were... A, handful of the people that used to be at the shows when we I went back like in the day. Miss Horton. Yeah, you're not gonna miss Jeremy. You will not miss Jeremy. I wonder how his tattoos are doing, if he's collected anymore, if he had room for any more. He may not have he may be the tattooed man. Yeah, for being a little bit scary looking or kind of intimidating, he's like the most polite dude ever. Just just a ton of sirs in each sentence. I mean, it couldn't be any nicer for looking kind of scary. It's that southern gentleman. I'm going to be tattooed southern gentleman. All right, Jang. Yes, Lance. Let's have a quick watch check. What are you wearing for a watch today? I don't have anything on for a watch. It's sorely disappointing. I'm getting back into the watch game, I think. We'll see how Mrs. Sniper feels about that. Uh, Probably about the same as she feels about the Glock. Don't bring that up again. I, she listened. I had, to, I had to hear about that. The Glock thing went over. Like a lead balloon? It was more like silent rage. I'm, oh. sure, I'm sure we'll hear about it later. It, you know, they're, they're business expenses. It's all about what we do. It's this tactical lifestyle. And you really have to immerse yourself in it completely or it'll just come off ungenuine. I get it. And contrived. And that's at least what I've said. We'll see how that works. But I did make it another week, so she has not smothered me yet. I'm running the Sunto Core today, which is one of the, I wouldn't say few digital watches I like, but it is in that digital realm that I can deal with. So. You guys are going to be here, right? For a while? We are. Okay. So we have a key of these an hour out. So we didn't want the gate getting locked on him. Oh, yeah. No, we'll be here. Okay. Cool. Thanks. Thanks. All right, we're inside the wire safely. Uh, back to our watch thing. So yeah, so tell me digital wise, what do you like? Digital wise? Digital. I like uh, nothing. I don't like G-Shock? anything. G-Shock? Eh, some of the digital G-Shocks are okay. What's the G-Shock that you like? Is that not a digital watch? It has a digital display on it, but it's mostly analog. So it's got little hands in there. Yes. Doing watch stuff. Uh, absolutely. Uh, that makes it better. 
I do like the Mudmaster. I do believe the Mudmaster is digital. Mudmaster, that sounds like it ought to be a tool song. Disgusting. Uh, How do we'll you feel to, about that, Nick? Yeah, no tool. It's a tool-free zone, except for us, of course. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know if I'd know what the Mudmaster looks like. I'd have to check that out. But, I, but there's a few once you get outside of just standard, good old-fashioned analog-type displays. But, yeah, I like this core, and it's it's a complete beater. I think somebody gave it to me, customer or something. So I, I don't feel too bad about uh, beating that up. And I'm looking at a Bulova that I like Bulova. Bulova, as the English would say. Uh-huh. You don't like Bulova? I mean, is that a lady's watch? Oh, you, you, you're a bad man. Bulova was worn on the moon, Jack Wagon. Do you know that? By the chick? No, by, uh... Can't think. Dave Scott, last guy on the moon, or one of the last ones. Uh, he wasn't the last one to actually stand on it, but um, I think his partner was. But his Omega went down, and they'd taken a Bulova to space just to see how the watch did in zero gravity and whatnot. And um, his his Speedmaster went down, and he went out with uh, the Bulova, which is their now lunar pilot. Can buy one of those for like 500 bucks it's it's sexy it's also a little bit bigger than a speedmaster so it, it i like that uh yeah they also made a bunch of shit for the defense industry who's the last five-star general we'll edit that in because that's kind of un-american right there yeah bradley yes uh he, was norman was norman no, a five-star no Bradley. Okay, Bradley. Then yes, uh, he was the, like the chairman of Bulova for a while. They had all kinds of aerospace uh, and contractor gigs, and they they made a bunch of stuff for the Apollo programs and before, uh, like instrumentations. And now Bulova's got a strong strong history, strong military history, uh, defense history. Helped get him to the moon. I would like to get another JSR. I loved my JSR. It's one of those run. Those are not cheap, are they? They are not cheap anymore. Um, I think the last one that I looked at was over two grand. Right. So that segues into what I was. My next question was: if you were getting something higher end, you would go JSR. Yeah, JSR easily. I have my eye on an IWC Aqua Timer two thousand, and it's it's sort of within reach. It's thirty four-ish. I've seen them under three grand used hmm. or pre-owned. Right. So I think now that I wouldn't wear that down here because if that bumped up against a grinder, I'd straight up cry. But um, like Bull of a Sea King, I mean, those are big, but kind of sexy. So we'll see. Uh, we should just start a watch segment just every time. What are you wearing today? My oh. answer will always be zero. Why won't you wear a watch? You like watches? Why aren't you wearing a watch? Because I don't have one. Todd needs a watch. Let's okay. start a GoFundMe for a watch. Yeah, well, hey, just, they did it for Mookie. Why not for me? Let's start a GoFundMe so Todd can have a watch. We'll, uh, I'll work on that. We'll, we'll start posting about that. <laughs> All right. That's a good little watch segment. I like it. This segment brought to you by Glenn Danzig.
mother. Hello, son. How are you? I'm wonderful in yourself. I'm fine, too. <laughs> You're on speaker with Jag. Hi, Jag. I'm not, you know, I'm, this isn't on your, your talk, is it? Why would you think that? I don't know, because you're weird. How would you even suggest something so strange? Pardon me? Why would you even suggest something so strange? Oh, just because you are. <laughs> what are you guys up to? We're, we're doing our podcast, and we wanted to have you be on it. <laughs> That's a joke, right? Well, maybe. I mean, it's possible we could edit it out. I mean, if you start using foul language like you do from time to time. We're trying to keep this family friendly, Mother. We, we don't want. Uh, you're making know, me very nervous. We don't want people to know that you curse like a sailor. Well, that's because of everyone else in the family. Yeah. I wanted to be part of you guys. Right, and we drove you to. You, you probably. You were the first. Probably you. What else? What are you doing today? What are you Anything good? Nothing. I well, not nothing. I just uh, I bought a new sweeper. After the front hall, I bet you're wondering why I did that. <laughs> I swept the floor, and I'm getting ready to mop. Yeah. I'm just going to town with this new leg. Your new knee is awesome. Pardon? I said your new knee is awesome. It is. I'm doing. It hurts once in a while, but not much. I mean, I'm not like it did before for five years hobbling around. Well, we just wanted to check in. We'll have a, a weekly segment where we check in with Mother. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sam. I think we're going to have people give you a nickname. That's our new thing. What would that be? Well, I don't know. We were having the talk. Do you remember the, the, the guy that played football with Timmy Rocket that was so fast? And then he, yeah. he had a brother that was the missile, and then they called the mom the launch pad. So we're like, maybe we ought to figure out a way to give mom a cool sniper nickname. So we're working on that. Well, you know, my real nickname's already been said many for years. Weezer, the wheeze. Yeah, what? we're going to come up with something better than that. <laughs> I'm afraid to come out. think what you could come up with. Why don't you just stick with the wheeze? We'll work on that. Oh, did you hear uh, Johnny Depp won uh, his trial, won everything? Does that chick even I think, have any money to pay him? Pardon me? Does that gal even have any money to pay him? Well, no, but she owes him $10 million, I believe, or 12 I can't. I, I lost track of how many counts and things there were. Everything was uh, yes, yes against her. Johnny Depp turned out the prince of the day. I guess she shouldn't have got her ass fired from that last movie, the Thor movie then, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think she was pissed. Or took a dog in his bed. That probably didn't sway the jury. Probably not. Say that again. Well, she probably promised him more than he did, but didn't work. Taking a dump in his bed didn't help. <laughs> All right, well, we love you. We're going to work on your nickname. We'll call you later. Okay, love you, baby. Right, See you soon. All right, we'll Bye. Call you later. Bye. Bye. All right.
vanbush mother successfully. That was refreshing. It upsets me that she knew what I was doing before I did it. You can't really, moms know everything. You, she was tipped off. We didn't tell, you're the only one I told. Huh. Did you tell my fucking mom? No, I didn't tell your mom. Okay, then she wasn't tipped off. Just you and me, buddy. Nick didn't even know? No, hell no. We don't tell him what we're doing. That's true. It's going to be a surprise when he edits this. We just want it to be fresh and genuine. We still love you, Nick. We want the art to flow over him. It, it can't be too rehearsed. Make sure you edit this shit good. All right, you ready? All right, with Blade Weekend coming up for our story time, let's let's talk about you. Why's it got to be about me? Well, because this one is about you. Finding money two years in a row at Blade. So tell us how that happened on year one. Okay, well, year one. This was, it's actually not the first year that we went to Blade. It's the first year that we went to Blade as Sniper Blade Works. We'd been to Blade before just as collectors. Um, One of the big things at Blade is the socialization. They have the pit, which if you don't know what the pit is, it is a pit that everybody hangs out in, you know, a couple nights. And um, It's the bar area. Yeah, the bar area. We'll just say that the liquor is pretty free-flowing. Yeah, we socialized a lot. That year. that year we socialized into the wee hours of the morning the wee wee hours of the morning I'm not even sure we slept or if we did it was very little so we start our trek back from Atlanta to Kansas City and of course the old man is not super thrilled with us told you kids not to stay up all night drinking and we're just Todd and I are in the back kind of groaning nursing these hangovers uh and finally, Todd says, uh, you need to pull over. I had to uh, evacuate what, uh, whatever was uh, wanting out of my body at that time. So we pull over. I proceed to jump out of the car. And I puked <laughs> a lot <laughs> on the side of the highway coming out of Atlanta. The bright side of this story is I'm puking and I found 20 bucks laying on the side of the road. Yeah, so that was awesome. So he finds her 20 and we're like, all right, there's a little little pot of gold at the end of your pukey rainbow. So the next year, we're doing the same thing, but we decide to practice a little bit of moderation. We tone back the drinking. We start switching over to water. We get in at a more reasonable hour, and we wake up for the trek home, and I'm feeling pretty spry. Todd, not so much. We're like, it's not not even fair. Todd looks like just hammered shit. And he is feeling rough again, and we start the trek back, and in almost about the same spot, we hear the, I need you to pull over. (laughs) So, we're going to do a repeat of the first year so I pull over jump out evacuate whatever was inside wanting out and lo and behold 
I find money on the side of the road. I think it was a $10 bill this time. Yeah, so now it's kind of a tradition. We like to get Todd super tuned up so we can uh, have a little gas money for the way home. Or Or, snack money. Or snacks. Snacks! We love our snacks. Hello, everybody. This is Jag. Coming to you from Sniper Blade Works Headquarters West, uh, otherwise known as my house. So last week on the podcast, we mentioned that we're going to be giving away a dashi. Um, if we didn't mention that we're giving away a dashi, hey, we're giving away a dashi. We're going to run a contest. You need to go over to our Instagram page, the Sniper Blade Works Instagram page. Not my Instagram page, not Nick's Instagram page, not Lance's Instagram page. The actual Sniper Blade Works Instagram page. It's out there. Go look for it. So I'm going to ask three questions. These questions have to do with the podcast. Um, we've had three episodes of our podcast out now. There's going to be a question pertaining to each episode. You will answer those questions in a direct message to the Sniper Bladeworks page. I will say that again. Answer the three questions on a direct message on the Sniper Bladeworks Instagram page. Once you have answered those questions in the direct message, you will then put a post in the contest thread that you are done. Say, hey, I answered the questions, I'm done, whatever. Once your questions have been looked over by one of us, we'll like your post and then you will be entered into the uh, contest to win the dashi. It's that easy. Pretty easy, right? Simple, Super simple. Answer some questions. If you've listened to the podcast, questions are going to be easy. If not, you should probably go listen to the podcast. All right. Are we ready for the questions? Here are the questions. This is important. Listen very carefully. Question number one. In episode one, I discussed a particular nickname that Lance has. Please tell us Lance's nickname. Question number two. During one of our SWAT training episodes, I chased Lance around with a nasty, dirty hypodermic needle. We were training in a city. What city and state were we conducting our SWAT training in? Question number three. This is from episode three. Two consecutive years while leaving Atlanta after Blade Show, I had to pull over to um, puke. Both times, I found money. What is the total amount of the money that I found? Those are your questions. May the odds ever be in your favor. Yay! Thanks for listening to The Tactical Big Top with Lance, Jag, and The Sideshow. Please like, subscribe, and let us know what you'd like to hear more of. You can also find us on IG, YouTube, and the Facebook. Hey, I got an uh, idea for story time. Go. You remember the butthole fly?
Uh, we, no. Well, that wasn't very nice. I'm Lance, he's Jag, welcome to the circus. We're back a week later. Tell the good people at home, Todd, what you did last week. Anything good happened since I've seen you last? Um, I'll tell you what I didn't do. I didn't go to work. That's right, you've been off on vacay. Right, because we were supposed to be somewhere and we ended up not going. Yes. And in your time off, did you do anything good? Started school. College, man. That's right. 50 years old, going back to school. This would be some kind of intel squirrel. Sure. Ish. Ish. What are you going to school for? Cybersecurity and information assurance. Yeah. It's, it's above my intellectual pay grade there. Um, I was in school as well. I did the USCCA's um, firearms class this week. And it was hard. My brain is still uh, just absolutely fried. They, and they told us it would be. Uh, it's, there's a lot of information compressed into three days. They like it taught back in a very specific, concise uh, way. And um, efficient was the word that I got yelled at me a lot this week. So, but it was a good time. I, uh, I feel like I learned a lot and gonna have to work on retaining it and making sure I'm getting it back in the correct order, but I'm also glad it's done. At the end of it, they asked, they're like, you know, how'd you feel? How'd you feel about the whole course? And I just said, Graham, I, I want my mom. <laughs> Sounds like a good course. Yeah, it was. So, today we have a plethora of neck knives laid out. We do. And we're working on... It's just kind of an update on what's coming. We'll talk about the shop in a minute. But we're going to have some new stuff coming out, and it's going to go to the water jet. I don't know if it'll make it today, but probably in the morning. And um, there'll be a neck knife mixed in there uh, that'll be brand new. Actually, two probably. What else do we have on there that's um, new? Uh, the big... Uh, not the competition chopper. Right, but that's a, kind of a Mamu modification or variant. Right. Uh, Kukri's will be in there. Um, if you go to the Facebook group, you will see the grind lines on the Kukri I ground at out of mild steel. but it's a little uh, practice, a little tune-up game, which I thought looked nice for not having uh, been on there in quite some time. Yeah, I'm... And kind of testing gear and angles. Tune-up's done. It's time to get on to the real steel. But, yeah, I thought that looked nice. Um, but, yeah, we'll have a couple new neck knives that'll be a little, little thinner, a little smaller than dashies, or a little more concealable. Right. That kind of classic neck knife uh, size parameters. So I think that'll be neat. Like 
small enough to wear behind your tie. Your necktie. We used to like to do that when we were detectives. That was like, I'm just, I'm getting my ass kicked. I have one more thing I can go for. So yeah, a little more uh, streamlined. So we pulled out, I've got a just, I've got a box that probably had two grand worth of neck knives in them. Well over a grand anyhow. And I grabbed a handful of those and we brought them down today. I think one of them is Fred Perrin. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. Um, we have one that we actually designed one from the old days. If you went to the USN, there's probably pictures on there still. And Todd and I designed this back well before we even really thought about Sniper Blade Works. And our buddy Jim Haynes made those for us, who's a great dude. Unfortunately, the Lord called him home handful of years ago but um, we just had a blast with Jim he's a good dude so I found one and that one's actually a little nicer it was made out of a piece of uh, Hanson Damascus from Don that he had uh, kind of left over and made me a deal on I told him what I was doing he's like yeah I'll find something for you so I think that makes that kind of extra special and it has a wrap job on it that's lasted for a long time. Over, over it's going to be well over 50, maybe closer to 20 years. Oh, yeah. So I imagine you probably did that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Les Voorhees. We have a piece by Les out. Very stabby. I like old Les. I haven't seen Les for a minute. I'm going to check in on him. I don't recall seeing him there last year. He may have been Les there. had the greatest dreadlocks for a white dude I've ever seen. Absolutely. Just amazing. Then he cut his hair. The and then he had after. a flat top. Yeah. Well, I mean, he had that for several years. But, yeah, then he went to a flat top, and he looked great in that, too. I mean, you thought he just got out of the core. He really he can pull off a multitude of looks successfully. Then we have a little Atwood. Those had names, but I can't remember what it is. And that stuff was really, really popular at one point in time. And then, Tell me what you said the other thing was called. The Terrell thing? No. Or the Atwood thing? The other thing. Pry Baby? It was a Pry Baby, yeah. Those were kind of cute in the day. They had like a little pry bar, and I think some of them came, like, had a spanner on the end of it. Yes. So you could jack with, like, your Strider or other stuff. And they had some funky finishes. And then we have a Mark Terrell thing that was, it was similar to something he had done, one of his standard models. And there was something I wanted different, and he pretty graciously did it um, and then called it the Lancet. I couldn't remember what it was called. I remember he had changed it for us. So, um, And it's got some of that ugly but cool G11 on it. It's sort of a light, pale, nuclear waste-looking green color if you don't know what G11 is. Now, G, I mean, like G10 is a product. But you know when you say G11, it's just it's always that color. I've only do they make G11 in other colors? I don't think so. And I don't know, you know, and they don't use it a lot for knife handles. And I don't know if that was denser. I think they used it for like machining fixtures or something, right? Was it harder or denser or tougher, more resilient in some way? I don't know. Is that, is that you're giving me a weird look? But yeah. I, I don't think I just invented well, that. I, I mean, th- I generally think of G10 as like 
you know, a super plastic. It is a super plastic. We're big on things being super plastics around here. There's a good trivia one. See if anybody can tell us where that comes from. Some kind of super plastic. Uh, now, I think they used it for machining fixtures. Something. Someone will correct us. I'm sure. But, yeah, so we've got that out looking for inspiration um, for a couple new neck, neck knives that we'll have coming up here out of the custom side. So be looking for those. All right, it's time for the watch check, Todd. What are we wearing for watch today? Um, I'm wearing some sort of Sunto, Sunto, however you say that bullshit. Sunto Core? Yeah, that's it. How does it feel? Does it feel good to have a watch on today? Sure. Glad it always feels good to have a watch are on. Are you enjoying being part of the watch club and not left out from last week? Yeah. Yeah, it makes me feel better, too. I am sporting the Bulova Sea King from a few years back. I found one. And we thought we might do a little unboxing, although it's less dramatic uh, with only the audio or possibly on Instagram or the YouTubes. But unfortunately, Mrs. Sniper found the box before I did when we had come back from antiquing. And uh, she did her own unboxing because she wanted to know what was in there. She snatched it out of a pile because there had something else there, too. And she didn't care about that one. She left that one. She's like, what's this? And I believe she thought it was a gun part. And I was probably getting ready to get ripped for that. But because I went watch instead of gun, I think it threw her off. Got her a little off kilter. And she couldn't. It, it just it got her off her timing her game just enough that I was able to escape. So, uh, but this thing's big and kind of bold and bad it's got the black and the orange so it fits into our color scheme nicely and i like it i found it pretty pretty reasonable and um because the black version of this is super expensive now or not super expensive but it's twice what it was uh like retailish i think or what it was selling for anyway so well, it I seems like everything has went up in price because i remember you know, back in the day, I could get a JSR for four hundred, five hundred dollars. You ain't finding one now. It's a JSR now. It's over a grand. Do they still make it? Yeah, Marathon's still in. So you're not having to go. They didn't discontinue it or anything. I don't believe they did. All right, we'll have to go out and look for one. Maybe we County can find someone that's got a deal on one. Now we'll have to go pre-owned. Yes, pre-owned would be better. But yeah, I like that. And then I think our next acquisition in that reasonably priced watch thing will be the Bulova Lunar Pilot, in case Mrs. Sniper's listening. We'll see if she surprises me with one. She might just surprise us by letting me live another week. So we'll see what happens there. But, yeah, I'm liking this. I'm, uh, I'm pleased with it. I think it'll be a nice shop watch. All right, Lance. So, we just finished up with Blade Weekend, and from... Uh, Did that jog your memory? Yeah, oh yeah, there's, well, tons of Blade stories, obviously. Um, from what I've heard from everybody that I've spoken with or seen out there, this Blade was a record. Like, everybody had... Yeah, no, and I think they thought that because that Texas show, I guess, was awesome as well. Yeah. So, so yeah. I'm actually, we may 
we may have a banner year at the old Blade West. It's going to be good. We're taking the circus to Utah. We will be podcasting and filming as well. Oh, yeah. That's happening. Okay. So, all right. Well, keeping with the Blade tradition and some story time here. Do you remember? We were outside. You know how, like, we like to go outside and mill around with everybody out there. Mingling. Mingling. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did that one time, didn't we? I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) There was a poor, unfortunate soul riding a bike. Dude, that, that guy fucking ate it. Right in front of the Cobb Galleria and everybody standing out there. Yeah, that so, poor soul. So it's right across, in line with the entrance on the drive coming in. And as you get closer to the hotel, it becomes cobblestone, right, or inlaid brick. And this dude caught, Not a smooth transition caught at one all. of those and just ass over tea kettle. Now, fortunately, his face broke his fall. Um, but they took him by ambulance, yeah, yeah, I believe. Yeah, it was bad. So, and it was earlier in the evening, and so now late into the evening, or later, we're about half tuned up smoking cigars, and Mikey and somebody else, it may come to me, I can't remember who it was, but they're was like... It, was it Brian? I don't know. They're like, I want to go, go look for his teeth. And I'm like, all right, that's, that's a little creepy, but whatever. And then they came back, and they're like, I found his teeth, I need something to pry him out. And I had imbibed enough by then, I was like, here, just take this. And it was a custom proto that we have not yet released, but it's pretty cool. We'll have to work on that. I think that one, it will be nice. But I'm like, yeah, just use this. It's not perfect. So about 10, 15 minutes later, they come back. And um, they have a, you know, my knife in one hand and a handful of teeth in the other. <laughs> and they're like, should we take it to the hospital? <laughs> I'm like, Probably not. I, you know I remember maybe, correctly. Maybe we could just leave him at Lost and Found at the front desk. Well, I remember, if I remember collect correctly, Mikey was talking about putting him in a knife handle. Oh, he did say that. <laughs> that would be a special blade souvenir. But the, the cool thing about that was Mike said, I can't believe we didn't break the tip off of this. He's like, good heat treat. I'm like, thank you. I'm... I've, I learned from Birch and Jody. And, We've learned uh, from some good, good heat treat masters. Yeah, that that the thing Jody and Birch use is pretty pretty solid. And the, you know the knife was they used a another brick or a rock. I mean the ass end of that knife was all chewed up. I had to put it back on the grinder to clean it up. So they were putting some force on it. So I was I was pleased that our knife, our 1095 W2 heat treating skills held up there. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, get with Mikey. You may get a blade tooth. Right? There's mammoth tooth, and now we'll have drunk bicycle dude tooth uh, handle material. Little update on the Dashy giveaway. We are going to run it for one more week. It will definitely be given away next week. So if you haven't done so, go listen to Episode 3 to get the questions. Answer the questions on our Instagram page through a direct message, and you could win yourself some free Sniper Blade Work steel. 
Jag, tell us what you are working on today while we're both here at the shop. Well, I ground that, as mentioned before, I ground that kukri out of the mild steel just for practice. I think I've got that down on how I want to grind that. I just cleaned up a uh, an old project that we have that was laying around on a bench, unfinished uh, uh, chef's knife. We're working on a little chef's knife. Yeah, right I kind of like that. I thought that it may need some revision, but I feel like out of the shoot that turned out pretty well. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting him finished up and uh, seeing how that runs. Yeah, I took a little bit off of the uh, the edge, made the edge geometry a little thinner, which is appropriate for a chef's knife. Yeah, I think that'll I think that'll turn out well. I think that one, if it's not there, it's very close. I'm working on hand sanding a bit. Um, our boy Dave out in California had sent a knife in that needed a little bit of work, and I'm trying to get that finally finished up for him. And I think that'll that'll turn out nice. Plus, then we can retest our uh, etching systems. So. I'm looking forward to getting that cleaned up. We uh, machined down the center pivots on him and a little hand sand and cleaning is about the last thing. So I'm looking forward to getting that done and out. Our boy Dave, I didn't tell you this, Dave sent me a custom Bible. This thing's gorgeous leather. It's like kind of old school uh, craftsmanship the way it was made. Thing is is fantastic. Nice. Yeah, smells good, feels good, looks good. It's just it's just a quality piece. So that was that was a really gracious gesture, and we appreciate that. And speaking of customers, friends, friends of the program, we just talked to Big Tony for a minute. Speaking of customers and friends of the program, we just talked to Big Tony for a minute in St. Louis. He called in. He likes to check in with me maybe weekly. Right. Every other week, which is nice to hear how he's doing. He's been buying stuff from the very beginning. Yeah, from day one, basically. Yeah, he met us out in Vegas one year, which was fun. Uh, and he's driven over. We need to get him back in town. I think he'd like to see the new shop. Yes. We ought to have a shindig down here. Maybe towards the end of the summer, once we kind of get everything yeah. Completely organized, bring a few people in. Open house or whatnot. Exactly like an open house. Right. I like it. Me too. All right, we'll start and set that up. Thanks for joining us here under the Tactical Big Top, and we look forward to talking with you again next week. Be safe. Remember the Dash giveaway. Bye. mother is on to us. I'm Lance. He's Jag. Welcome to the circus. How you doing today, Todd? It's fucking hot. It is a little hot. We've retreated into the 
dirty portion of the shop, like we're huddled up in some kind of storm shelter, because this is the cooler of the two rooms, but it's still rather warm. We're making do. We're doing our best here. It's fucking hot. Todd may not uh, be participating as much as normal, apparently. He's a little down. We'll just let you jump in when you feel ready, Todd. If, it, if the feeling strikes, if the mood's there, you go for it. We're going to talk a little bit today about the stuff we have at the water jet. We might have a call coming in from Bulldog Armory out in the Springs. And um, Watches Cigars. How's your watch check today, Todd? We'll learn for a watch. I'm seeing, I'm I'm seeing a big nothing. nothing. Apparently it's too hot even for Todd to wear a watch. I am still sporting the Bulova, although I did put it on a strap, which I like, which is cooler than the uh, rubber is one that, that a, it comes with. Is that a Zoom strap? I don't know. I can't ever tell them all apart. I know the NATO one has more buckles and crap on it. And this is just kind of standard. It doesn't have the extra. There's also extra piece of strap that bolts through there somehow. Oh. Like kind of like a PALS, Molly type of system. For uh, a watch. For a watch. Because that makes sense. This is, this is less, less than that. It just runs through and through. So anyhow, any new watch things on your horizon? Have you done any looking, shopping? I was at Don's earlier today, and there's a... Uh one of the Luminox field watches that he has down there that is pretty sexy. Might uh, look at that and purchase it here in the next few Yeah, Bossard's got a few watches laid in. We ought to go see what Tyler has. Yeah. One of these days. I know they, I mean, everything in there isn't Rolex or Omega. You know, I think they ran the Nixon stuff, which was kind of cool. Yeah, Nixon is kind of neat. They do some fun things. And they're not real easy to find unless you get online as well. Mrs. Sniper did not listen to the last episode. Apparently she hears enough of me talk at home that she didn't want to volunteer for uh, overtime there. <laughs> so I'm not sure where our, our hunt for the lunar pilot is. I may have to do that myself. I may have to do the heavy lifting on that one. Although I did break to the news tour that I won to an IWC. And? She took it pretty well. I mean, she didn't yell at me. She didn't act like I was insane. So we'll see. You know, it's my birthday coming up. I've been a pretty good boy all year. I deserve some Swiss automatic goodness in my life. <laughs> that or I take the Sin U1, either one of those. That one's a little bit cheaper. I was going to say, it's a little cheaper than the IWC. I had a talk with Skelton about both of those, and his answers were awesome. He's like, IWC is like watchmaking royalty. <laughs> He's like, but I kind of like the Sin. He's like, that's just a sick tool watch. Um, so I think either one of those could be on the horizon. Nice. So we shall see. All right, we've checked in with the water jet people today, and they are about ready to cut our parts. They have the competition chopper getting drawn up. They had your kookery drawn up. They had the new Mamu uh, first-run chopper, had a love child thing that we're coming up with next, kind of a 2.0 chopper drawn up and in. 
and then the neck knife, the new neck knife, and the new, we've got a new tactical fixed blade, but it's on the smaller size of medium, maybe. Right. And I all would, those are blunted a little bit. Like, the Grand Brothers would be proud of this that we're, yeah, we're yes. turning out. Not quite that blunt. Rest in peace, John. But it has that, it has that look. I had a really nice talk with him at Blade last year. John? Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be missed. Yeah, he actually came in and found me, which I thought was nice of him. Um, yeah, good dude. It was I had a nice chat. So, but yeah, I like I like all this stuff that we've uh, that we've drawn up, and I'm excited to actually see it in hand and get going on those. Um, the stuff you ground up today, I thought looked good, so that was nice. We've done a few more shop upgrades or just maintenance and getting everything up and running bead blast cabinet is almost uh ready to go yes new seals new uh protective shields yeah so that's looking nice and if we get some ac pumped in there which our boy josh was working on that'll be nice yeah it'll feel uh more like our shop space and less like a sweat lodge because it's a little sweat lodges yeah, I'm, I feel it, like... Uh, it's fucking hot. Cooch, you can be loud and swaying, and I had a talk with Everywhere Spirit while we're in the sweat lodge. It's it's rough. <laughs> it is it is, it is close in there, and humidity is high here. So, we've retreated to the cooler confines of the grind room. It's kind of nice in here without everything running. Yeah. Sort of cozy. Feels like a cave. It does feel like a cave full of machinery and cool shit. Yes. I kind of dig on it. Why is the building shaking? Earthquake. Maybe, or just a giant truck rolled down Burlington. That was minorly alarming. (laughs) So, all right, under three, excuse me while I have a draw on the cigar. We'll talk about cigars here in a second. Tactical fixed blade. Love it. New neck knife. Love it. New sick chopper. Really love it. Uh, that probably answers my questions of which of the three are you most excited about. The chopper. I think I am too. I want to get that thing in hand and just like gesture with it while I talk to people. Even if the kids are coming over, I can threaten them with that. Right. Instead kind of, of like the, the sword. Instead of the boken. Yes. On the cigar topic, we had a quick chat with Kendall the other day, and he's going to try and help us come up with some kind of uh, sniper blade work cigar. Nice. Based on stuff that I've liked in the past. I think the neat thing about that is there are a lot of brands now that either don't exist anymore or they've sold off, like Manuel Consada that used to own Fonseca and Romeo and Julieta. When he sold that, the cigars, they just didn't taste the same. The blend was different, and it, it always kind of made me sad. I really liked those. And I'm going to see if we can find something that we liked in the old days, one of those blends that he can recreate for us or get us close to, which I think will be, be kind of neat to see that come back and hopefully find a new favorite smoke, especially if it could be then our in-house brand. We're looking to do uh, in-house brands on quite a few things. So, what else do you want to in-house brand, Todd? The hot sauce. Oh, I forgot about that. So, tell them about the uh, 
we had uh, one of my buddies, Dwayne Balmer. He uh, he makes some hot sauces and some seasonings, and he's very very good at it. I think he's missed his niche. He could probably make some money if he really researched on how to market that stuff because he makes some outstanding sauces. So we're going to hit him up and have him make a Sniper Blade Works hot sauce. That would be awesome. Because, you know, we are culinary connoisseurs. And spicy. Get some spicy going. Yeah, because I want a, uh, I want an ancho sauce. Right. Where I get all that smoky goodness, but it's not blowing your doors off. Right. Yes. Uh, now, I like the blowing your doors off stuff. I'm, I love it. I'm kind of a princess, Todd. You know this. I do know that. Beneath this rough exterior, there's a delicate little swat flower that needs to be treated with love. All right, it is dashy time. We'd like to thank everybody that uh, responded, came in with answers on the dashy giveaway. Todd, tell us who won the dashy. All right, so out of the... Thousands and thousands of answers. Not really. We had five. There were five guys. Of the numerous entries, <laughs> uh, who did we pull? So we used a random number generator, and the winner of the dashy is Instagram handle, and I believe I'm saying this correct, Zup Scarita. Zup Scarita. That Zup, belongs to... Zup Scarita. Did, you, did we look up and see who that is? Yes, we, we yes. Trace it it is, uh, real, can we trace it back? It's almost be like being detectives again. Did we trace it back to a real person? We did. His name is Joe Zupdick. Zupdick. What's up, Dick? <laughs> nice. All right, Joe. You're the winner. You have 30 minutes to claim your prize. <laughs> you're the seventh caller now. All right. Thanks to Joe and everybody else that uh, participated, and we will uh, check with the powers that be and see if we can give something else away before too long. Thank yeah, you. I'm sure there will be another giveaway in the cards very soon. And for all of you people that listen, you should really like get in on this because you know that wasn't. I mean, it's not a terribly expensive knife, but it's not cheap. It's a very good quality knife that we just gave away. Yeah, fun stuff. There'll be more. All right, thanks for everybody for participating. Bye. All right, so we just talked about our giveaway. I've been working on something for our people on our platform where they can give. I chatted with Schiffer about this and uh, Caleb Foster a little bit about working on some kind of a charitable thing um, where we keep it pretty simple, but if we use the power of our 6,500 folks and docs and Caleb's and pool them together were really pretty small donations could actually add up to make a difference. So we're working out the kinks and all that. Um, Cause I also wanted to set it up where whoever we donated to could track it. So you could actually see those numbers climb and realize like, you know, Hey, I just gave a buck, but that buck times, you know, 12,000 people starts to add up or more. So um, we're working on that, but look forward to that or be looking for that. And if you guys have any ideas, we'll get something posted out on Instagram and the Facebook and a few other spots too. Um, we've, we've 
looked at a couple and I, th I think they're pretty solid. We're just trying to do some vetting and figure out the best way to get that ironed out. But I think that'd be a nice little way for everybody to give back. And, you know, it doesn't really, doesn't hurt too bad, but actually could make a difference. So uh, I'll be talking with Caleb and Steve and uh, be looking for that here in the weeks to come. And for information, most of uh, the stuff that you're going to see from us, you're going to either catch on the Instagram page, the Sniper Blade Works Instagram page. I'll usually repost it on my uh, Instagram page, jag underscore Sniper Blade Works. And then the Facebook group is probably the best place to find the information. So if you're not part of the Facebook group, go find us. Uh, Todd, you brought something up over to lunch. It's gun related, and that'll tie into something else I want to talk about here in a second. But um, tell me what you were looking at. You were looking at a 308. Is that yeah. correct? A Model 7 or a, mo or a 700? Model uh, Remington 700. Okay, so full size. Nah, kind of. Full size rifle, full right? Size full size rifle. action. Yes, yes. Full size action, short barrel, 16 inch barrel. Um, I'm going to use that for most likely a pig gun. You know, you're not going to reach out beyond probably what, right. 500 yards at the most. Oh, I mean, most of the time it's probably inside 100. Right. But, you know, yeah. that thing will be a tack driver inside of 100 yards. Oh, goodness. Yeah. No, I like it. I'm, I always like those short barrel sniper rifles. I love them. I, mean, I like the profile of them. Plus, I also would have liked it because they've been a little lighter to hump around. Yes. Especially with that heavy-ass barrel. We won't get into this one tonight, but this could be a story for another day. Remember when they put us out in the woods where all those dogs and we couldn't see them? I that can. drug house? I can? Yeah, up near there. I have pictures. Oh, yeah, we do have some pictures of that. That was horrible, though. Scary. Yes. Yeah, kinda, kinda. do you remember the next day we went back at, you know, the drug unit? We all went up there, and we just did a knock and talk and found out that it was nothing. There's dope all over the place, though, and needles and shit. Yeah, but there was no lab. We were actually looking uh, for a lab. That's right. That's why we went. Yes, I just remember it was it was stressful. There was something about all that. I think maybe not being able to see. Yeah, we were was, all... Because it was like pitch black. Well, it was night. pitch black, and we were gillied up, and we went through the woods, and the woods actually got too dense for yeah. East for us to even travel through. So we exfilled yeah, one did, part... And did it again. And then went down further to the uh, west and entered there and walked along a creek bank and that's when and we that encountered all, all the dogs almost as bad yeah right. that'd be a good one um oh i must say how do we get off on that talking about the weight sniper rifle weight. yeah and weight so i like the weight of those smaller ones I like the profile of them a bit um you know i think when you get to about 20 inches and under they start to kind of have that cool right that cool look and I'm thinking about 308, and I don't know what I want to do. Um, I've got the Model 7 that we're turning into a scout rifle. Right. We're big fans of the scout rifle concept and Colonel Jeff Cooper. So I don't know if it's uh, if it's um, like the Springfield, which, you know, everyone's kind of down on Springfield because they've done some dumb shit. But... The uh, like a Scout Squad or a Socom Sixteen, but I mean, that's a that's like if I were a cowboy back in the cowboy days, that's what I would have in my saddlebag. 
So right, just semi-auto three hundred eight goodness would be pretty awesome. Harken to the cowboy days. Do you remember the tactical lever rifle that you used to have? I never got to shoot that. I never so, shot it. Do you know that there's actually a giant following out there now? And Midwest Industries, one of the top rail makers, handguard makers of in the firearms community, actually make a rail platform for level rifles. There's a whole big tactical level rifle. Yeah, because we had to there. dream it up. And I'd like to. I mean, I was ahead of the curve on that. I mean, because I did that in 2000. Yeah, it was a long time. But I didn't dream up that idea. I found that idea from like an American rifleman, and it was during the Clinton's assault weapon span. Right. And they had sent. Uh, I can't remember who the gunsmith was, but he was up in the northwest somewhere. But you know, he took lever guns, uh, dehorned them, put ghost ring sights on them. I don't know if they put rail on it or not. Um, but they, you know, then they had the furniture all treated. So it was shot. It looked almost black, but it would help it from to not want to shrink or swell. They put the big loop on it? Big loop. So that's what we did with ours. But yeah, I never got a chance to shoot that. I just, we got busy. I take it to SWAT day and by then... Towards the end, when I was team leader and, and sniper and and just having to qualify, I remember one day I gave it to somebody. I'm like, just go shoot it and let me know if it works or not. I, I don't have time today. I'd like to, but I I would like to know it runs after we did all this work on it. But we had the stocks professionally camoed. I had a a, a pick rail put on top and a dot, and um, had a little piece of rail on the side for a flashlight. That was a bad bitch. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that might be fun to do again. Oh, we're going to do it again because I am going to get a lever rifle. Mossberg made one. And yeah. It looked cool, but they didn't run very well. I'd... Mossberg made one. Marlin, are they're slowly bringing back their um, lever rifles. And of course, you got the Henrys. Henry makes a semi-tactical one already. Um, that would probably be where I go because just... Traditionally, the actions on lever rifles are clunky, and you have to break those things in. You got to treat them like they owe you money. Uh, but the Henry actions are really, really smooth right out of the box. Mar had one of the Mossbergs, and I, I think it ran about like you think it would, yeah. you know, from the reviews part of the time. But it looked cool. I mean, the the design portion of it was neat. They just. I don't know how I feel about Mossberg. You know, you get some people that have some and they really like them because they make a scout rifle. It's pretty much ready to go out of the box. Um, you know, and again, looks good. And the, I mean, I think the features on it are fairly well thought out. But, you know, you get a gun that isn't anywhere close to one MOA and it's not going to be a lot of fun to shoot. You know, especially for a bolt gun. Yeah. I get in semi-auto, it's going to open up some... But yeah, so those Springfields, I like. Um, you know, and I'd heard that the groups had kind of opened up on those over the last few years. But the reviews that I've seen, that I don't know, going back about a year and less, they seem to be better. They seem to be getting pretty good hits at distance. And I just think that's kind of cool. And I'd like to have a second 308 just for some redundancy. Right. And I'm not, I don't dislike AR-10. But it doesn't. It doesn't just totally motivate me either. Some of them look a little big. 
that forward assist looks kind of weird on some of them. Um, one company to check into, speaking of forward assist, I don't know. I haven't really looked into what they're making, um, but they've revamped their AR platform. CMMG, which is a Missouri oh, they're, they're company. Um, they have done away with the forward assist on their newer ARs. Because the forward assist, as you know, we know, anybody listening that's firearms educated knows, was a Vietnam era thing. It was put there because those bolts in the action, inside the action chamber were getting all gummed up because they're trudging through mud and muck. and You don't really need a forward assist these days. It's just obsolete. Now, I will say the, the one AR-10 that I do kind of like, and it's Springfield again, I believe. It's Springfield does the same, right? Um, the same line of guns, I believe, I are believe from so, Springfield. Yeah. yeah. Theirs is, the, the whole package is just a little bit trimmer everywhere. And I actually, I actually thought it was an AR-15 at first. Hmm. And um, that, now that one might motivate me more. But there's just something about that whole M14 platform that's kind of sexy. Yes, yes. So, and I like the, uh, what's the shorter SOCOM thing? Is it the tanker, the tanker one? So I think a tanker is like a SOCOM 16, but I think it has the wood furniture, right? It may not have a couple of the tactical upgrades. I gotcha. But I believe they're about the same size. Yeah. And then the scout squad may have an 18-inch barrel, maybe just a little bit longer. And then you get back into the M1A thing of theirs, which is their M14 platform. Right. So, yeah, and other than that, I don't, you know, I don't know if I need another bolt gun uh, in in 308 necessarily. I'd like to, I'd like to vary it up a little bit. So we'll see. And then our other firearms related thing we mentioned, we are going to try and get together with the Bulldog people. And that may happen here if we uh, track them down or they track us down. If not, we'll, we'll do it later or add it in. But they do some neat stuff. They do build classes for AKs, and we may have mentioned that before. Yeah, it was in a previous podcast. Um, but we're going to see if we can go out there and do one of their builds, which I think that would be fun. I, I'm, I kind of like the AK platform, and I think it's interesting. And I know it's, it's different. Um, than maybe your traditional rifle builds like an AR or something there in that realm. So I think that'll be a lot of fun because we know some people out in Colorado, so it'll be fun to see them while we're out there and and hit some dealers. And the Bulldog people are uh, some of our dealers. So Right, Bulldog Armory is uh, one of our dealers. Yeah. So hit them up. Go so buy some knives. Yeah, they're friends of the program. And, um, yeah, I'd like to see about us getting to make some some AK goodness happen. Good old Kami assault rifle. I Todd, I have a story for you this week. Whoa, you're I, doing story time? I've started it. I shuffled through my memory. Did it hurt? A little bit. And um, this also involves a hospital in St. Joe. Oh boy, here we go. I don't know if you know this one or not. You weren't, you weren't there for this one. I don't know if this was early on in the detective career. Um, so you may have, you may have still been on the road or you might've still been in the jail. You might've been jail scum back then. Holy crap. It's that long ago. Most everybody at the sheriff's department starts in the jail and we like to refer to them as jail scum. Ooh, I have a very quick story 
about jail scum, going to the road, SWAT, blah, blah, yada, yada. Our buddy, Homer. We love Homer. Homer is a very successful police officer to this day. He is now with the Kansas City Police Department. Um, I believe, last I knew, he was East Patrol Sergeant. Okay. Uh, He may be a detective sergeant now, too, though. I don't know. We should probably catch up with Homer one of these days. We will. He'd be a good guy to bring on the podcast. We have stories with Homer. Um, so Homer and I were in the jail at the same time. Homer is actually known for being in the jail for probably longer than he should have been. There's a SWAT tryout. We all try out for SWAT. Traditionally, the people that try out for SWAT the very first time don't make it. It's just a thing. It happens. I tried out for SWAT. He tried out for SWAT. Whole bunch of people. I think there was that was one of the biggest tryouts. There was probably like eight or nine people that tried out that time. I of course did not make it. Homer made it. Homer thought it would be nice to you know back in those days we had pagers. We didn't have anything other than pagers to identify when we needed to be where we needed to go at a certain time. Whatever. He made the SWAT team. He got his SWAT pager. The day after he made SWAT, I was informed that I was going to patrol, which Homer had been trying to go to patrol for a very, very long time. He made fun of me, showing me his SWAT pager. The day after, I come and say, hey, Homer, look what I got. Oh, oh, you made the SWAT team? No, Homer. This is for patrol. I don't have to go to the jail every day. Dude, those pagers were badass back in the day, too, because they looked just like the ones they had in the Navy SEAL movie. Absolutely. I thought that was... Plus, text was... Right? I mean, in the old days, pagers just showed you a number for the most part. Right. And these, you know, you could text on them, so they were great. Right. They, you know, what they used to say something like, when we'd get a call out, call out, report by time or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, continue with your story time. Hey, you get two story times this week. Uh, maybe we'll save it. That's a good one. I uh, I don't know why I'm so fascinated with the pager, but I was because I just thought I was cool as shit with that thing. I thought I was Charlie Sheen or, oh, yeah. or Michael Bean. It was so awesome. Yeah. They were pretty neat. Now, I mean, hell, that's the size of our cell phone, damn near. Yeah, they, they were, were big. They were pretty cool, though. I dug that. We talked about the jail scum, but I think the jail thing is good. You know, and I said this even, and we were always into knives, but I said this like way before the knife thing, but I feel like all law enforcement careers should be forged on the anvil of incarceration, right? It's just a good place to start. You know, you get some interaction with bad guys while you still have some supervision before they just turn you loose, you know, in the middle of the night with a gun. And chances are you're going to see those shitheads again when you're on patrol. Like Ethan Kirby. Wow, I remember that guy. Cass Persinger. Do you remember Gerke? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we might have to bleep out his name for when I tell the rest of this story. Meh. This is a good one. So I'm checking this guy in, and we're going through all the medical stuff. You know, do you have a heart condition? Do you have this or that? And then I said, do you have or currently have a sexually transmitted, or do you have a sexually transmitted disease? And he's like, yes. Or have you ever had one? He said, yes. I said, do you have it currently? His response was, I don't think it ever goes away. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going to go ahead and check yes. <laughs> so that was a good one. 
Well, and then, bless his heart, rest in peace, Tom Marcus, some of the stuff that he used to say on the radio would definitely get you fired today. We had a resident we that may, was a, We may not be able to even say it here. <laughs> we, we, it's very possible. Um, we had a, 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 a resident of Platte County that was a frequent um, stop. He would get stopped a lot. I will not mention his name, but he had a very serious disease um, that you commonly re- think that gay people have. He had AIDS. He had AIDS. Um, so I stopped this guy one time in the giant uh, mecca of Tracy. Um, as I am calling out the car stop, Tom Marcus gets on the radio, says, radio number blah blah to the Platte County unit that's got beep, stop. Subject's got full-blown AIDS. <laughs> oh, the good old days. Yeah. Right. Can't do that these days. I'm not sure you'd want to. That's horrible. Right. You might, just, like, you might just want to blub up, dude. Yeah. Simple enough. Anyway, hospital, St. Joe. I'm good. We'll save it for next week. Oh, hey. There you go. You, you'll get a bonus for next week. Well, actually, there's quite a few story times right here. Little short snippets of our career. Vignettes. Vignettes. All right. All right. It's too hot to actually leave. We're still sequestered in here. You're getting the bonus round, the overtime. Or double overtime, much like that women's soccer thing we just watched. Hey, they went into PKs. That's like the most... Our buddy, Crescent Customs, said it perfectly. Why don't they just do this at the beginning of the game? This is the most exciting part of the game. You do this, 10 minutes, game's over. Great. I thought I said it perfectly when I quoted Bear Bryant. Soccer is a sport for communists. Well, it is played in a lot of communist countries. Yeah. But anyhow, so you're getting a little overtime today. Overtime? We're not getting fucking paid for it. We're not going to charge any extra either, don't worry. Right. Still the same price. Oh, man. So, what do you want? Do you want to talk about sports? You want to talk about your fucking Yankees? No. I like the Yankees because they have a history and a tradition of winning, which I like. Yeah, but you live in Kansas City. I mean, I still like the Royals. I don't dislike the Royals. You can't like the Royals and the Yankees. I can do whatever I want. I'm very diverse complicated individual. There are many facets to me, like a diamond. Sounds gay. Like a princess cut diamond. (laughs) (laughs) We can always erase it if it sucks. While we were dining at our favorite Northtown spot, Jim Chappell's restaurant, they had the hunting stuff up on the uh, TVs. They had the uh, the pig stuff, which we like to, you know, we like to partake in the swine killing. Uh, we've made a few knives that went to some we swine did. killers. Now that you mentioned that, we did. Those were pretty. Yes, actually, we have pretty, one in the shop right now. Stabby. That's, yeah, someone, 
Someone could own that, probably pretty reasonably. Yes. Make us an offer. Um, but we kind of mentioned, kind of talked about some of the things that we would like to do, like to go hunting for. And at the top of my list, number one thing that I want to go Helen, hunting. Is this anywhere on the planet? Yes. Okay, so this is truly the top of the list for you. Right, it is truly no, the top I, of the list for I, me. I'm completely bought in now. I'm invested in this story, Todd. Go ahead. I was, I was just faking it. But now I'm actually interested. Go. Well, I mean, it may be underwhelming for you, but for me, no, I'm, I'm top of my list. I want to hear about your journey. I want to go kill some alligators. Love it. I want to go hunting in Louisiana for some gators. Is there a reason you pick Louisiana over some other state that has alligators? It's easier to get licensing and right. stuff Due there. Fish and game laws or right. regulations. Yes. Okay. Um, I actually have a, there's a couple of the guide places that I've looked into, and there's one down there in particular that I like. I won't mention them here yet. Um, but uh, it's very reasonably priced. You would be surprised at how reasonably priced it is. If you got an alligator, what would you do with it? I'm going to eat it. Right. And then. What would you do with the hide? Uh, probably going to be hanging on my wall. Right, so like some kind of a mount or display. Yes. yes, and they do those. Uh, kind of yeah. like the, what do they call that, the cape? Uh, when yeah, they cape yeah like the zebra rug kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we've just displayed it on the wall. Right. But yes, alligators. Like I'd like to do an alligator hunt of some kind. I've seen where they do it with the bow, which is a little tricky and it's a bit like bow fishing, but cool. Right. I see. I like where they hunt the crocs over in Africa. It's a little scary, but interesting. Yeah, similar concept. However, crocodiles are significantly more aggressive than alligators. Yeah, they're nasty. We need to get a hold of Leon and see about putting together an Africa trip. You know, I need to see if they survived all the the COVID stuff there, you know, business-wise, not, not health-wise. I'm sure they're fine that way. But with all the travel restrictions, I don't know what well, that did to their guiding business. Well, a lot of those travel restrictions have yet to be lifted. No, I know. But, we, you know, we got to see if they were able to to weather that storm or if they sold the place or what they're doing. Right. I should check on that. I might try and do that tonight and see, because I'd love to put another Africa trip together and especially if they lighten up on the mask thing, I don't want to wear a mask for somewhere between 16 and 18 hours yes. on a flight to Joburg. That would not be pleasant. I'm not sure what I would do on a long flight like that now that I don't really cocktail much anymore. Yeah. I, I drank the entire way there the first time. When we showed up, I'm like, I don't know if I'm drunk or hungover or jet lagged. Because I just I drank the entire way there. That's but a I, long I, flight. I was younger. I, I could handle it better. I think now. I mean, that would I would be done. They'd have to pour me off the plane, literally. Yeah. But yes. So, what would you like to do other than go back to Africa? We know that. What would I hunt? Yeah. If I went back there, here. Anywhere. Top um, of your list. Everyone gets kind of pissed off at me about this one, but I want to shoot a giraffe. 
Yeah. I get a lot of put. Now, Evie said that'd be fine because I told her we could make a rug out of it like the zebra. And she's like, yes, I want one. <laughs> now, she just turned five. I don't think she understands all the implications in it. The older one, her sister, was like, did you make this when she was looking at the zebra? I'm like, kind of. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into the details of that later. But, yes, I kind of made this. I helped. Right. Uh, I don't know. You know, like a Cape Buffalo or a Hippo would be cool out of your bigger animals. Um, Cape Buffalo are pretty dangerous to hunt. Yeah, that, that gets more, like, kills more. Hippos kill more people. Um, Cape Buffalo kill more guides right. and or maybe hunters. Because they're particularly nasty. Yes. The cat thing, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not opposed to it, but that's not necessarily like a need. If I had the money for one or the other, and I would, you know, I would do a buffalo first. Um, here in the states, I'd like to go elk hunting. I've never been elk hunting. Missouri has an elk season now. You know that, right? Yeah, they have a bear season too. Right. Although I don't, I mean. Sure, how you do that? I think bear hunting's somewhat involved. You know how you would just stumble onto a bear. Now, I mean, if you were like, if I didn't get a hold of Wally, right? He used to guide bear hunting. That's who taught me a lot of my bow hunting stuff. Right. He would probably have a better idea than most folks, but I don't think you have enough just roaming around to have that be a super successful venture. But we'll we'll see. We'll see how the bear season continues. I did not even realize that we had a significant enough elk population to have a season. Now I think it's one of those things where you have to be drawn for it or whatever, but right. still if they're doing that, then we must have a sustainable population. They antelope hunt or pronghorn out in Kansas. Oh yeah, well, western that, yeah. Kansas, yeah. But that's a draw also. Yeah. I believe. And you gotta be a Which res- is- and you gotta be a resident. Which is weird because you go further west and pronghorn are like freaking gophers. They're everywhere. Um, I think I would probably like to uh, go back to Alaska and go moose hunting as well. Did you hunt when you were in Alaska? I did, absolutely. I mean, how can you be in Alaska and not hunt? Well, I don't know. Not, you may not have the means, right? Or, you know, I mean, not everybody's geared up for that. Right. Or have someone to take them, you know, where you're not just out wandering around in the woods. Yeah, I did. I did not do a bear hunt. I wanted to do a bear hunt. I didn't get around to it. Hunted a moose unsuccessfully because much like here, when it's hunting season, the animals know it's hunting season and you don't right. see them. Any other time of the year... I had moose in my front yard. Um, caribou is very involved. That's I mean, oh yeah, because you got to find the migrations. Yes, yeah, so you have to. You have to run into the migration path, and that could be challenging. Uh, and you better be in shape for that, because you're you're going up and down hills and mountains. Um, also, along the fishing lines. The fishing in Alaska is some of the best fishing that I've ever done. Now, did you like to fish before you went to Alaska? Have oh, you yeah. always liked to fish? Yeah, I've always liked to fish. Did you fish out in the ocean? Yes, we did. Did, did uh, you fish streams there too? or Yeah, I fished. Ponds or lakes, inland? Water. If there was water, I was going to fish it, yes. And we, there's a lot of different species in Alaska, in Alaska that, you know, you can fish. They have the, the graylings, which is a very sought-after uh-huh. Um, 
obviously you have the salmons, you know, from just about every salmon that you can think of, they have it there, the kings, the pigs. I love salmon if you don't cook it. Yes. Um, And then out in the ocean, you know, I caught the cod, the ling cod, the uh, the snappers, and the the big flatfish. I believe halibut. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't cod one of the key components in fish and chips? It is, absolutely. Yes. And the ling cod, um, they get quite big. And the halibut, halibut fishing out there, I caught a, I believe it was a 75-ish pound halibut. And when I got that thing up, which by the way, if you've ever reeled in a halibut, they don't come up, they come up flat. So you're trying to displace all this water as you're pulling this fish up, and it's it's a pain. Um, but I caught a 75-pound halibut when I was there and was told that it was a baby. Nice. Apparently halibut get giant. And for you non-fish-liking people, halibut is probably the most mild of fish there is to eat. And it's easy to clean those and chunk them up. Can we get halibut here? Yeah, you can. I'm not sure that I would. Not it's the same. It's not the same. It's kind of like, you Just know. getting it right from the source. Right. We can get crawfish here, too, but not the same. Right. Kind of like wearing a condom. Not, just not, just the same. not the same. I get it. Thanks for joining us in the Tactical Big Top, and we'll talk with you all next week. Y'all be safe. Bye.